0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9 Haven't spoken to him for a while. Uh, he's been very, very busy. Paul Gover motoring writer, Doyen Now, you're a You're up at uh, Bathurst for the 12-hour race. Has anyone set a GT3 lap record yet?
0: Uh, uh, Yes. In fact, uh, there's a Mercedes Benz here that was developed specifically to break the lap record here. and has done that this morning. Uh, We don't know the exact time yet, but it's about seven seconds a lap faster than a supercar runs around here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a very fast car. Um, uh, and the driver who's driving, a guy called Jules, Gilles Gounon, a French guy, actually brushed the wall on his qualifying lap. I've just taken a photograph of the uh, of the, uh, what, they, what they call here a witness mark uh, oh. because of witnessing how fast he's going. But interestingly, Macker, so there's a Mercedes. Uh, it, it's basically a GD3 racing car, but de-restricted, so they've just made it as fast as can be. Ford also are here with a battery electric vehicle, which looks like a transit.
1: It's a van, isn't now, it? It's called it, the Super Van or yep. something.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's called the Super Van. Um, every chance that it, it's going to be here as well next week. There's another race meeting here next week. Mm-hmm. Every chance it'll go faster than the uh, than the combustion powered car. Yeah, um, yeah, but it'll
1: probably only do be able to do probably only be able to do three laps.
0: No, I think two. 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 Let's not be over. <laughs> let's not be overly kind, Mega. <laughs>
1: um. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about, Paul, the federal government has recently released uh, some emission standards and fuel quality standards, fuel quality to actually make our fuel from being some of the worst in the world to up there with the best. And the emission standards, which basically match the, is it the Euro 6.5? Yes, correct,
0: Euro 6. Okay.
1: So, but there's been a lot of comment, a lot of comment about... You know, just as we saw uh, before the last election that the government is going to uh, kill the weekend, we've yeah. now got the opposition saying this is a ute tax. Um, the reality is the standards are there for emissions, to reduce vehicle Correct. vehicle emissions. yeah. Yep. Where the opposition is coming from on this is, well, you know, you're taking away choice. No, these vehicles... Won't be so. It just means it just means that those vehicles will potentially be more expensive because a brand that is selling a range of vehicles is going to have to meet an overall standard in terms of emissions. Yep. So yes, is there a lot? Is is there a lot of bullshit being spoken here there's by the a lot of bullshit. by the opposition?
0: Yeah. well, there's a lot of bullshit being spoken by both sides. Um, the the federal government came out and said, this is going to save your average Australian $1,000 a year um, on their fuel costs, which is utter bullshit.
1: Yes, rubbish. Um,
0: Because you'll have to go and buy a new car for a start to get the the benefit. But the other thing is, everybody I've talked to, and I've talked to brands that are very heavily um, uted up, if you like, the, the, the problem with this is there are cash penalties if you don't make the standard, and they're introducing it less than 12 months from now. Now, you've worked in the, in the car industry, Macca. It takes more than 12 months oh, yeah. to make fundamental engineering changes. Um, and the, the penalties they're talking about, I talked to one managing director this week who has a lot of um, SUVs and utes, and he said on their early calculations, their prices will have to go up between 5000 and $15,000 per car. Because okay. of the number of of these heavy polluters there. Now that's an extreme example, and there are other brands, let's call them Volkswagen, which is you know which doesn't have the same sort of emphasis. But what's happened in Australia, we've had a skewing of the car market in the last ten, five to ten years. There are basically no small cars in Australia anymore. They've all gone because everybody wanted an SUV, and now they're going to have to pay the price of those SUVs because there are going to be penalties for vehicles that are heavy emitters.
1: And, you know, look, it's it's, it's a simple subject, but it's also a little bit complex, and people need to understand that it, the fines will be levied for every gram per kilometre on your fleet average. Over a threshold. You know, over yeah. a, th- a threshold, and with regard to the number of vehicles you sell. Now, if you only yeah. sell overweight, oversized Utes that emit three hundred yep. grams per kilometer or more, yep. uh, you're gonna pay and already the battle is started, you know, the caravan industry, oh, this is the death of the caravan, you know. Yeah. The reality is we you know, the government has made a decision to introduce an emission standard and fuel standards fifteen years late, I might add. Yes, correct. That's how long so the reality is, yes, some vehicles will cost more. Manufacturers that do make fuel-efficient vehicles um, won't pay the penalty. If you want to buy a big polluting dual-cab Ute that weighs two and a NACA half or three NACA. tons, because you have a small appendage, and that's good, you'll pay more.
0: No, but it's not. It's not just Ute Snacker. It's SUVs as well. Yeah. There are lots of these. It- these that don't make sense now i'm not making i 'm not an apologist for these people because they should have seen it coming and they didn't but the other problem about it is you can't force people to buy something they don't want and and we've been proven in australia that people don't want small cars and they don't want uh, station wagons anymore so, you know an SUV is a terrible terrible vehicle when you compare it to a station wagon even the the, uh, the lamentable Mercedes-Benz R-Class that you would remember is a far better car than a whole lot of brand-new SUVs. But also, the people who are buying SUVs are, many of them, taking diesel engines because they get more range. Yes. And also, uh, because Australia had no fuel standard, well, the car companies were quite happy to divert their diesel, their diesel models to Australia. Now, if this is going to be massively disruptive at a whole lot of levels. And you say, oh, you know, the companies that have got fuel-efficient cars won't pay the standard. Uh, By my reading of it, there is no company that is completely uh, out of the woods on this. Every brand has something that's over the threshold. And and the thing about it is, what they've done is they've they've caught, the the government has also done a lash up. They've taken the Euro six um, European fuel standard, but then applied an American style at corporate average fuel economy number yeah. um, that you all have to hit. Um, so basically, the other thing about all this is, uh, doing the research this week, the biggest winner out of this will be electric car brands because they obviously have a zero number, and they can then sell their credits. Sell their with, credits. Yeah, credit. Right. And so, good old Elon Musk, his company last year alone made two billion U.S. dollars from selling credits yes. to companies that don't make, make the cafe number over there. Yeah, so and so we end up with a black market, not a black market, but a behind-the-scenes market of, of people buying credits to get through these things. Well, is that really the solution to the problem? Well,
1: it's, it's the system that's created. And, you know, we have, we have a, a, a market that is completely distorted in a lot of ways, by salary packaging and by th- the fringe benefits tax treatment of yep. these these utes and, and less so SUVs. Yeah. You know, so if the government, you know, the government is actually subsidising these vehicles yeah. and on the other hand, it's potentially going to penalise them. So, yeah. you know, how about a policy that actually makes sense in all areas, rather than just in some, I do think the timeline yep. is very ambitious, uh, and I I do I, I do think a lot of brands are going to really struggle with it. But you yep. know, you have to make a decision: do you want lower emissions or not? And if you do, well, there has to be to a, a carrot, oh, look, a, a carrot and a stick. But yep. I also make the point, Paul, that only actually. 7% of emissions are actually by passenger vehicles yeah, and, and these utes and SUVs. Only 7%, yeah. right?
0: You see, all, uh, and all of this is lost in the political and and virtue signalling world. <clears throat> where the government wants us all to drive electric cars. This is a way... Look, if you drive an electric car, you won't have to pay a penalty. No, you'll have to pay twice as much for your car, yeah. and you really can't recharge it if you drive outside a major city. Oh, and by the way, when you go to trade it in the next car, there are dealerships who won't Take trade it. electric cars. Yeah. They won't trade them because they don't know what the future value is. This is I agree that we need to do something but we needed to do something 10 years ago um, and we needed to do something five years ago and now they're jumping far too high, far too fast. And at the end of the day, there is no... So all that's going to happen in in the short term is that everybody who's got a a heavy polluting car now is going to hang on to it for three years longer to see what happens, right? And how is that serving anybody? Um, and, And the government coming out and saying, oh, you know... That's good because there's going to be electric. There are no electric use. There are almost no electric SUVs, and the ones that are around are way out of price range for ordinary Australians. And even so,
1: even assuming that you can afford them, when you actually tow something with them, the range halves or even th- uh, no, you know, it's
0: down by two thirds. Yeah, down by yeah. two
1: thirds. I was I was being ambitious there, but you know the, yeah just like a federal yeah. <laughs> so i mean you know the reality is yeah. you know these standards are tough but they're being met elsewhere yeah. in the world but they're being met in those markets where that where a brand has to have an average yeah. emission the difference there is that they're selling vehicles a lot a mix of vehicles that are yeah, correct. a very very different mix to here and yeah. you know yeah
0: but the other thing But even in the States, Macca, they've had the CAFE standard since the 1980s, before we even had unleaded fuel. And so they've had 40, 50 years to adjust to all this. It's come in gradually. What the government's basically doing is going... And and the other thing is, because the the, uh, automotive industry has a zero visibility... In, in, in lobbying in Canberra, they just don't listen. They're just considered to be idiots who don't need to be listened to. Oh, are you saying
1: um, that the, the Federal the, Chamber of Automotive Industries, well, they're about as effective as a $3 note? Well,
0: they're about as effective as a condom with a hole in the end of it. Um, but let's not go down that road. Um, the, the problem with it is um, there's not the, the consultation... Well, the, the federal government said they're going to consult until March. So they've got three levels of this penalty thing um, and the threshold, and basically it's bad, worse, and undigestible. Uh, and, they're not, and and so they'll go, well, we went with the gentlest one, but they haven't looked at the shape of yeah, the car yeah. buying public in Australia. Forget about the car companies. They can do whatever they're told yeah. to do, um, but the penalty's going to be People are going to pay more for their cars, yep end, end of discussion, and I'm sure the oil companies are going to charge more because oh, we have to take the sulfur out of the fuel now, so that costs us more, so we're going to charge more for oil. This hits everybody in the hip pocket very and, and potentially a lot of people quite hard because they have if you live in the countryside and you have a farm, you can't have anything but a diesel use yeah. I know. It's just a fact. That's It's a tool of trade. So let's penalise them. I mean, I understand that we've got to move on. And yes, it's laudable that we're going to have proper fuel standards, but it's too much too soon. Yeah,
1: we do have to move on. We're out of time. I'm going to Well, it's uh, always it's always nice to talk to you. Um, Enjoy uh, the fossil fossil fuel fueled racing. And uh, I hope the electric van does more than two laps.
0: Uh, So do I. Cheers. I think it's going to be fun. It's good. Okay, thanks, Macca.
1: Thanks, Paul. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9, with Macca, Liam, Paul, and various other folk. Stay with us.
0: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA
1: plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on
0: air